Welcome back to the podcast, Disaster Buys Podcast. We recorded an episode last week. And it was a disaster that we, didn't record well. Yeah, we tried to record three people on one microphone, didn't work, and then literally had no opportunities to do another day of recording. So this is Laura and my co-hosts, Chelsea and Isaiah. Hello. My significantly cuter co-hosts, Watson and Eggsy, are also here. Not going to argue that. I'm hurt. (laughs) And hopefully they are not in the way, but Egg is already begging to play fetch, so we'll see how this goes. You guys ready for a story? Story time. Story time. Story time. So we are going to Kansas City, a place within the state of Missouri. Yep. I hate that. I do too. I think it's half and half. Yeah, but that, this, that is the case. Yeah, this part Watson, is no. on the Missouri half. Watson, no! <laughs> <laughs> so in the, in the 1970s, the, the Missouri part of Kansas City was like, you know what we need to do? We need to stop having the reputation of a shitty cattle town. And so what we're going to do is we're going to revamp downtown, which is what Amarillo is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be about as successful. And so they're Good. trying to make it into this cool urban area where people are going to want to travel to go do business. And I think it was unsuccessful because when I think business, I don't think Missouri. Yeah. No. <laughs> but part of this plan was going to be to redevelop the downtown area. And the pinnacle of this was going to be the Hyatt Regency Hotel, which would be the tallest building in all of Missouri at 40 stories. Disappointing. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And the defining feature of this hotel was going to be this like real cool multi-story glass atrium that would have three floating walkways that would allow the guests to cross from one side of the hotel to the other. One side there was going to be guest rooms and then the opposite side are going to be shops and like business features like an office area and conference rooms that the guests could use. And to get there they would go across these you know, floating walkways that went across the atrium so they could stare down at Uh the people in the lobby. This was apparently super cool in the 80s. Like, no one had ever done it before. And they're like, people are going to fucking talk about this. And apparently people did talk about it when it got built. But there was going to be three of these walkways. They were 120 feet long, and they each weighed about 32 tons. They were actually really hideous. They looked really 80s, got really bland 80s though. That's just straight lines and no color. Uh, that Brutalist. I don't know. Architecture. Maybe. Yeah, it sucks. But they were considered very cool. Like newspapers talked about them. People would talk about them. The walkway across the second story was suspended by the walkway that was across the fourth story. And then several meters to the side was a third walkway just hanging out. Um, that doesn't sound stable. I I really don't <laughs> like the idea of glass walkways in the first place. Oh, the, the walkways are made of concrete and steel. Wait, but the ceiling. Oh, okay, was made okay. Of glass. I yeah, I was gonna say I I hate every installment that it's like look so far below you, yeah. right where you're standing. Oh like, yeah, no, it, it was. Let's go do a few of those. The walkway was no. Concrete. <laughs> 
That's why it was 32 tons each of them. So oh, good. The the one that was the fourth story and the second story, they weighed about 64 tons total and were just floating over people. Comforting. I know. So on June 17th of 1981, about a year after this hotel opened, uh, 1,600 people came to the hotel for a tea dance, which is some fancy French bullshit that... It sounds particularly French, trying to dance with your tea. I was thinking British. The French have since stopped doing it. Good. But you know who really fixed sells of this shit? The Scottish. No! <laughs> in 2010, in Glasgow, there was a tea dance with 4,000 people dancing. Okay, what what is a tea dance? It is a dance. But it's like a cocktail party, and then it ends in a dance. And traditionally, you drink tea, but at this particular event, they were having martinis. Um, But they were having these pretty regularly at the hotel. People were super into it. There was a couple who was there for their eighth one. Uh, Apparently, this was just a thing that you would go and do in downtown Kansas City in 1981. What a bleak existence. It actually sounds really fun. (laughs) There's booze. There's hors d'oeuvres, if you guys know that I love hors d'oeuvres. I hate large functions. I also hate those. I also hate large functions. But I love big band music more. People, like, got to dress up in, like, 40s-style clothes, which you both know I love doing. Drinking booze, which you both know I love doing. And listening to jazz music. It actually sounds quite fun. End of this event is a dance competition where couples would dance the big band music and it didn't actually indicate if they would be like, okay, you're a shitty dancer and then tap you out or like if you stop dancing, you get tapped out. But that's the point of, of this thing is it was a competition for dancing to like foxtrots and shit. Okay. Um, around 7.05 that evening, guests heard two loud popping noises coming from the walkways. Mm. Like they were loud enough that you could hear it over the music. Guys, we brought the confetti cannons. (laughs) And everyone is like, oh no. So all the people that are on the walkway are like, Vulcan Christ. And they start trying to get off because the fourth story walkway plummets like six inches. And people are like, oh, fuck me. And they get about three steps away before the whole thing goes down. Man, I feel like at that moment when you feel that many tons of concrete shift any number of inches below you, you you don't get to think, oh, fuck me, better get off this. You accept that. It's like, all right. <laughs> this is it. This is the time. Should have brought a parachute. Yep. And so both the fourth story and the second story plummet to the atrium onto dancing couples below. That's about 65 tons of steel and concrete. And a lot of people obviously just died immediately. And what actually turned out to be like a fortunate turn of events, really the only one, was a gentleman called Mike Mauroni was a local newscaster and was there recording the tea dance. And so that meant that there is like camera footage of the immediate aftermath. This guy's camera battery had just died seconds before the actual disaster and they were changing the battery out so they didn't get the actual collapse but they were able to record the immediate aftermath so they caught images of like people running away and screaming obviously people crying 
All the um, terrible stuff yeah. you don't actually want to watch. Yeah, I actually didn't watch it because I do see enough gore in my everyday job that I didn't want to see like images of people trapped under no. 65 tons of concrete because I imagine it was pretty bad. But there is some images that I did see of like people that were barely caught under. There's some footage of people actually still moving underneath, like other people are trying to get them out. There's obviously serious injuries. People are hit in the head with debris. There are huge gashes. Didn't see any pictures of this, thankfully, but there are reports that people just had like limbs severed. And so there's just severed limbs lying about and people gushing blood. There was a gentleman called Mark Williams who had been on the, I think it was a second story walkway. Somehow he survived. Both of his legs were like one was bent up completely around in the front and one was bent up completely around the back. And so he's in this tiny, tiny area, completely crushed by concrete. Uh, he does actually turn out to be the last person who was brought out alive. And that was 10 hours after the collapse. So he spent 10 hours crushed under concrete. And for <laughs> 10 hours, he held the record as the most flexible man. You were a terrible, terrible yeah. person. He did end up spending months in the hospital. Yes, he did. His liver started failing. His spine was broken. Both of his legs were dislocated. But he's fine now. And Just he's... dislocated? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Uh, he is super into duck hunting. And that was brought up in like every article. Because <laughs> he's like the only thing that kept me alive was that I didn't want to miss duck hunting season. <laughs> God. What the fuck? Hey, you gotta live for something. If you got exactly. something, just take it and run with it. No, I want to harken back to what a bleak existence <laughs> this <laughs> is. There was a video of him with his lab, and he was like throwing a fake duck into the pond, teaching his lab to go get it. It was like, my dogs would fucking never. No. Yeah. They would, Egg might get it. He wouldn't but then give he it would to you. Not give it to me. I, I, I just. <laughs> I also can't imagine Watson myself can't. in the place of a man crushed between rocks, my legs split across my body, just thinking, oh, I haven't murdered enough ducks. <laughs> I haven't been fueled. I need more duck souls. <laughs> Whatever keeps you alive. I feel like in my dying moments, I'd be like, I'd like to play more D&D. &D. It's not time to die. Yeah, like, that feels reasonable, but it's just like... D&D, <laughs> <laughs> reasonable. Wanting to murder ducks, unreasonable. I, I haven't killed enough ducks! Murdering imaginary ducks is fine. We have not murdered them. That's our next... Mystery. It's gonna happen. It's so gonna happen now. called uh, Michael Launcher reported, like, literally seeing bodies cut in half, people with broken necks, like, lone limbs lying about. So obviously the scene was a nightmare. Like yeah. We talked about the war zone last week in the episode that didn't record. Mm. This also looked like a war zone. So to make matters worse, when the walkways collapsed, parts of the emergency sprinkler system were ripped out, and water is pumping in the lobby. Sweet. Apparently the doors are awesome because the water is being held. They can't turn the water supply off because they're internal tanks. It's not from the city. So they're like... We can't stop this water. So there's people who are under this wreckage who have survived the fall, survived having all this concrete dumped upon them. And they're like, now we're going to fucking drown. <laughs> oh, fuck me. But the fire Nobody chief. Nobody opened the doors or like. The fire chief, he shows up and he's like, fucking doors. Bring <laughs> bulldozers that rip the doors off of the building. 
and so all the water starts pouring out. So the people don't drown. But those are apparently some good goddamn doors. Like, they built better doors than they built walkways. Yeah, that's impressive. Was his name Mike, Mr. Mr. Duck Murder? Oh, that was Mark Williams. Mark, okay. I, I also do feel for Mark maybe now. Where he's, like, being dragged into this watery hell, like, no, the ducks are coming back for me. (laughs) According to interviews with him, like, he was lying on his stomach with his legs all fucked up, and so he has to, like, keep lifting his face because the water is literally, like, rising up his face. So he's, like, lifting his face, trying not to drown, and he just wants to hunt ducks. He survived, so good job, buddy. They had to cut power to the building because apparently now there's a risk of fire. Limited visibility due to the fact that all this concrete collapsed. So now there's all this like concrete dust. They're turning the lobby into a morgue. So like as they're pulling dead bodies out of the rubble, they're just putting them on tables and like putting tablecloths over them. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just start over at this point. Yeah. And then they turn the outside, like the taxi park where all the taxis come, a little like the little Luke roundabout. In the front, yeah. They're turning that into the triage. So they're they're putting all the dead bodies inside and all the people who are like bleeding out and like crushed, they're going outside to get triaged because there's hundreds of people in this rubble. There's hundreds of injuries. Kansas City, Missouri does not have enough ambulances to deal with this. So they're just trying to keep people alive out front. Cranes are brought in. I guess they go like they're tiny cranes because they're able to get in the building and they're using the cranes to lift these heavy pieces of concrete. They also broke a hole they and did. tore out the doors. But they have to do this super <laughs> carefully because if you drop something or you shift something wrong, you could crush somebody who is still alive. There was one man, I saw a report that might have had his name, but I didn't want to put it in here in case I was wrong. They were trying to get him out, and they're like, hey, buddy, the only way we're going to be able to get you out is if we cut your leg off. And apparently the only thing they had to do that with was a goddamn chainsaw. (laughs) So they chainsawed his leg off, got him out. He did end up dying, though. I think I might rather just, like, go into shock being crushed than to have my leg cut off also. No jaws of life or anything, just chainsaw. Who had the chainsaw? I guess there's probably (laughs) one, like, on the hotel grounds. We're cutting trees. Doing chainsaw thing. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, that was probably the best option. Otherwise, your alternatives would have been, like, oh, we got a handsaw. I think chainsaw would probably be faster. Yeah. There was a chainsaw murderer staying in the hotel that day. He was like, well, damn, I have to do some good today instead of murdering people. The chainsaw murders were actually based on some murders, like, near Houston. So that was a real thing. Based. I mean, it would be quite quite the turn of events for that day if, yeah, like, both a chainsaw murderer staying within the hotel was like, this is where I get to free someone. This is where I do my duty. But also, such a fine apex of housing living bodies suddenly turned to an apex of housing dead bodies. Oh, but yeah, there actually are reports that EMTs would just, like, cut dead bodies up to try and get to living people. In the end, 114 people do end up dying. There are 216 non-fatal injuries. The youngest person to die is an 11-year-old girl called Pamela. Up until 9-11, this was the deadliest structural collapse in U.S. history, and I feel like it's still 
kind of on its own thing. Yeah, I feel no like... Because no one flew any fucking planes in it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think you can be like, ah, oh, yes, 9-11, the deadliest structural collapse. It is, it is considered a structural quotes. collapse because the buildings did... Yeah! Like, so, technically... But somebody made them do it. Yeah. They were poorly designed. They, I mean, they also were. Well, there were a lot of yes. warnings that if something blew up, the whole building would go down, and they were just like, Nah. That's like, also building point, in America. Yeah, at one point, someone had put a car bomb in, like, the car park basement in one of the towers, and they discovered a whole bunch of structural problems. It was, like, 1990. And then they're like, we should fix this. And then they didn't, because it's New York. Woo! Yeah. Um, the mayor of Kansas City, I didn't write his name down, I probably should have. He calls a thing called the National Bureau of Standards. This has been renamed the National Institute of Standards and Technology. The internet's super unclear on what they do. They are supposed to promote innovation and industrial competitiveness, which apparently translates into being the NTSB of buildings. So when there's like structural collapses, the NIST, the NIST, as it's now called, show up. I, I don't know why. I googled it for a bit and decided it wasn't important. And they, like, bailed out on that research project. The feds apparently are even slower in the 80s than they are now because it does take days for them to show up. In the meantime, the local newspaper, the Kansas City Star, they decide they are going to be the ones to investigate this. So they hire a local structural engineer who is a man called Wayne Lishka. And they're like, hey, we need you to figure out what happened. And he's like, yeah, cool. I don't have any structural engineering to do, so sure. He's not actually allowed to investigate this because he's not the police and he's not the feds. Right. Uh -huh. So they're like, you're a spy, bud. And he's super into that. Oh, no. So I get it because if I was given the opportunity to be a spy, probably would. I would be like, though, I don't want to go in this building. There's already been collapse. They've taken a bulldozer to the front door. The rest of it probably isn't structurally sound either. They deputize him. They're like, you're an Avenger, son. And they make him a reporter. And they send him off. The owners of the Hyatt decide that what they need to do is let the press come in. So three days after, they give out media passes to like local media and whatnot to come in and see the disaster. Obviously they don't want people super close because like, okay, you have to stand like 30 meters away. Lishka is a genius and he brings a photographer who has a telephoto lens, which has been around since like 1800 and allows you to take pictures of things that are far away but apparently had not made it to Missouri yet because the people in the Hyatt weren't checking to see like what kind of cameras people had because they didn't want people to get too close to the accident, but they didn't check to see if they had the capability to take photographs of things far away. Right. Lishka and his cameraman zoom in. <laughs> yes. Which is their great spy effort. And they get photos of the wreckage and they figure out kind of what happened. So they're looking at it and they see that there are these, I think it's six rods hanging from the ceiling. And they're looking at them and like, okay, so I think we can see what sort of went wrong because all the rods are the same length and there's no skywalk because it has collapsed at this point. He yeah. goes to get the blueprints because those are apparently a public record thing. Yes. But the blueprints are being cataloged by the library for some reason. So, like, you gotta wait a couple of days. And so he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he waits a couple of days. 
And then he gets them. So he goes and he gets them, and he takes one look at them, and he's like, this isn't the same shit that was built. It gets completely different. The walkway design has been totally changed from what was filed with the city. It's not approved. It's not approved. Good. Apparently the city at this point didn't approve anything, and they'd file <laughs> it, and then nobody would ever look at it again. Nobody follows through. Yeah, nobody follows through. He's looking at it, and he's looking at what happened, and he tries to figure out what was actually designed. And the kind of the design that he came up with, that there's apparently no actual drawings of because it was never approved by anybody, is they had the rods from the ceiling, they connected to the fourth floor walkway, mm-hmm. then there were beams that went across the fourth floor walkway, and then beams that con- or rods that connected down and hung the second floor walkway off of the fourth floor. So the joint that was holding the two walkways together was holding the weight of both the fourth floor and the second floor walkways instead of the ceiling holding that weight and distributing it like it was supposed to. He's like, "Mm, hmm, well, that's bad. The point where there had been failure was at exactly that point where the two rods were, were next to each other. Then, because this is the 80s, you have to wait forever to get photos. You don't just, you know, print them off of your computer. You take them to a place and like a pharmacy. I think we did this in the 90s too, but it was a lot faster. You take them to go get developed. Yes. And this is actually how they call kitty molesters because people would take their like child porn photos to the pharmacy and then the guy printing the photos would be like, that's a child. This is gross. Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute. But that's not what these were. These were photos of the walkway debris. So they he's looking at them and he sees that the joint where the the rods had been it's all fucked up. Uh-huh. And like mm, shitty design work. That's what this is. Then he tried to explain how it should have been done. When you have like a rod going between, you have these little channels and you're supposed to put them back to back and put the rod between and then somehow that holds. What they did was not that. They welded two channels together to form a box and then passed the rods through that, which means that they're creating weak spots on the the thinnest part of this channel because it's putting the weight on the middle instead of the ends. Yeah. Engineering. I'm not an engineer by any means. Yeah, no, I'm not either. (laughs) But they did it wrong. I could have been an engineer. And according to Lishka, any structural engineer should have seen that this was done wrong and that the additional weight would easily make these rods would easily make these rods break through the welds. The newspaper that had deputized him publishes his findings. He doesn't have any actual evidence and he's not an actual investigator, so he has no authority, so it's really just guessing at this point. He was essentially done with this shit. So he'd waited days for the blueprints. He'd waited days for his photos and then the feds roll up. Uh-huh. Because this was apparently not important. Not. to the NTSB of buildings. Yes. They go to the, they go to the Hyatt. They're like, when, we have one job, and we don't want to do we it. We don't want to do it. So, you know, government officials. So they go to the Hyatt, and when they get there, you know what they find? 
exactly what he said? No, fucking nothing. They have cleared out the wreckage. Because apparently, in the 80s, you are allowed to haul off disaster scenes. And they've hidden it away in some warehouse, and they they want to do their own investigation, so they won't give the feds access to it. I don't understand why this wasn't on lockdown, because they knew the feds were coming. They knew that a bunch of people had died. Maybe it's the same now. I don't know. Maybe in future episodes we'll find out if you're allowed to just haul off evidence of your shittiness. You have three days to show up at the crime scene. If you don't show up by then, gone. it's free game. It's gone. They do have the brain cells to ask the local circuit court to order the Hyatt to give them access. And since they can't access the actual wreckage, they're just like, mm, let's just try and guess what happened. They get reports from people that the walkways were overcrowded and maybe that's what happened. They go and see what the the surface area is and how much weight Kansas City requires that structures hold and determine that the two of them should have been, together should have been able to hold at least 1,280 people. And based on that footage from the Maroney fellow that we mentioned forever ago and then never again, mm-hmm. there were approximately 63 people on the walkways. About 40 so. on the second level and 23 on the fourth. So they should have been able to hold way more. No, it was completely overcrowded. So they're just like, wasn't that? That didn't cause it. And then they consider maybe it was harmonic vibration because everything has a natural frequency. And I don't know if you ever saw a video of that bridge like moving like the ocean. That was harmonic vibration where the stuff on top matched exactly the natural frequency of the bridge. Maybe that's what happened. So they figure out what the natural frequency of walkway three is, and then they figure out what song was playing, because there's like, oh, they're probably like swaying and dancing to the same. Uh, they're playing a Foxtrot at the time. It's about six times, I love Foxtrot. It's about six times slower than the natural frequency of yeah. the surviving walkway. So unless the other ones are totally different, which, you know, possible, but they're like, oh, it's probably not that. So they've wasted their time on that. They've hung out because they didn't have access. And the circuit court, like after 13 days, is like, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead and see it. I'm upset that they moved it. And I would have gone into court later when they tried to say that this was my fault. Been like, we don't know. Everything was moved. There's no integrity here. Judge would have thrown it out and let them use it. But whatever. That's the argument I would have made. But sometimes judges do weird shit. And you guys have heard bitch about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Once they have access, they discover that... Our buddy, the spy. Yeah. It's fucking right. The spots that were welded are, they have broken apart and bent up so the rods could just go Slip right out. through. They discover that one of the beams, I think they call it like E9, that means nothing to me, but it has significantly more damage than the other rods. And so they're like, ah, oh, it's probably the first one to go. Once that one was gone, then the others really had no hope of holding the structure up because it was supposed to be leveled out and if one of them's fucked up, they're probably all fucked up. Yeah. And one of the feds, his name is Edward Frang. It's spelled with a P, so I think it's like Pflugerville. He, (laughs) I love him. He said, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. (laughs) And so I'm assuming he's Southern and what he means is they really fucked this up. Yeah. (laughs) Additionally... My new boyfriend, Edward, who was about 100 years old in the 80s, said any engineer should have been able to see the walkways were shitty. Sounds pretty southern, yeah. 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 
the NBS has capabilities of actually testing their theories. Oh. Unlike our, our buddy, the spy Lishka. So they go back to Maryland and they're like, let's make sure we're right. Let's build a model. They build a replica in their little lab of the box that was welded together. They put rods in it and they start applying pressure to it. So based on the weight of the structure, the 64, 65 tons thereabout, they calculate how much pressure would be on each of these joints and determine that it's about eight tons of pressure. When they put the eight tons of pressure on it, they notice that instantly these welds start bending under pressure. They stop the test after like 54 seconds because they're like, well, yeah, no, these are fucked up. So that means for the 16 months these things were hanging, they were consistently subjected to eight tons of pressure, which was more than they were capable of actually holding. Then they're like, oh, well, there were people on it, so let's figure out what happened. They calculate the weight of the people and determine that all 63 people total added about a ton of pressure to each joint. So they start testing it. They slowly add pressure to the joints, and they get to about 8.5 tons of pressure. So they've added about half a ton, and the joint completely gets away. Good. The, the rod breaks through, which means that the the nine tons that were on each joint were way too much. That's what caused the catastrophic failure. So what it boiled down to was the way this walkway was built meant failure was inevitable. Eventually, this was going to fail. Yeah. Investigation took 10 total months. So I'm assuming they did a whole bunch of stuff that they didn't say, or they just like cocked about for nine and a half months and like, ah, oh, shit. And then ran we the test. We gotta like, this thing. That's what happened. This is a, a major project and was supposed to be a major city with the goal of bringing this place into the future. Uh, apparently there's no oversight for the blueprints and no one following to see if it's safe. Then the question becomes, how did this happen? The answer is Jack Gillum. Jack, we hate you. We do hate Jack. So he is a structural engineer. Apparently he's supposed to be like the super amazing guy who's done all these cool projects and like structural engineering genius but he let this absolute dog shit get built. Good. He does end up actually getting investigated for this disaster. They discover that his designs did have the outward facing channels like it was supposed to, but Hyatt contacted him and were like, hey, so aesthetic. Box beams are easier to hide than the outward facing channels, so we want you to do box beams. And he's just like, yeah, sure, that's cool. It's his responsibility to tell Hyatt that that's not gonna work, that's not safe. Yeah. But. He didn't do it. He bowed down to aesthetic, which is a thing I understand. But when I do it, 114 people don't die. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do the box beams, but we're going to have one rod going from the ceiling, connecting at the fourth story, and then going down to the second story. And then he submits that to a place called Haven Steel. It is their job to actually put this shit into the real world because he designs it and he's like, here you go. And they build it. So Haven calls him and like, hey, so that's too hard. Can we do two rods? And he's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Fine. At least according to Haven, that's what he did. He said that he was never contacted about it. They just did it. And there is no record of them submitting the designs. But it's still his job to see what's built and make sure that it's sound. And he didn't, he, I guess he didn't do a final check. So he's confronted about these shitty choices that made this thing, you know, fucking garbage. And he's like, okay, so. Didn't actually run any tests on it. 
didn't crunch any numbers. But in Kansas City, the business standard is that the designer does it, not the engineer. But common sense is that the person whose name on it should be the one to do it. Haven is should have known better. Like they should know how to design this shit. They should know like safety standards. But they're like, hey, he should have checked it. Not our job. And then nothing really happened to them except they got shamed into oblivion. Shame. Uh, there were signs that things could go wrong, and there were places where they could have figured out that this wasn't right. When they were building the atrium, like a tennis court-sized chunk of glass just plummeted, and they realized it was because the bolts weren't installed properly, so they went and they checked all of the bolts. Didn't check the walkways, though. So if they had looked at it, then Gilla might have noticed that the walkways weren't built properly. I'm not going to say that he would have noticed, because he's obviously an idiot. And They were also talking about they did the box because it was easier to hide it may have been encapsulated in concrete where he wouldn't have been able to see it yeah i'm gonna just say it's his fault though probably still yeah he there is an investigation by the american society of civil engineers they suspend him and hopefully they shame him forever Uh, missouri revokes his license to practice engineering bad news guys he was also at one point licensed in texas they revoked it, but we needed to yeah. make sure he didn't design the Chase Building. Chase building because that's where <laughs> I work, and I don't want to die due to this guy's choices. Uh, to this day, he believes he was a scapegoat, that he shouldn't have been blamed for any of this. You should have just stopped when they told you to use the ones you can hide. Yeah. That you knew were not okay. Yeah, I mean, if like you can take that route but only if you had the initial integrity like you did listen to them and meet their demands long term probably didn't matter that much because when it went back and got looked at his original design was also dog shit and would have eventually ended in failure happened a lot sooner so so he's just all over bad. He yeah. built the district court's building he might have that's a piece of shit that hasn't ever had hot water that building um i wonder i wonder if there was like because you said there was a solid year of all this standing Mm -hmm. before all this happened i think this was just the most people that had ever stood on it at one time and and but like there was a good amount of time before all that collapsed that it was open yeah Yeah. a year like a year and a week like i could only imagine like might have been a lot of haunting reports there's a weird thing about infrasound, mm-hmm. and that's like a, at least a year of something below human sound perception just slowly bending and creaking and wearing under eight tons of pressure. Yeah. I could see it. I didn't see any reports of it, but if there had been any, it probably would have been overshadowed by the reports of all the people who died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, if mean, it wasn't haunted before, it, it is, is now. now. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I would never have walked on this thing anyway. Like, when I you looked have. at it, it didn't even look safe. Yeah, okay, I need pictures. I'll pull some up in a bit. It's really hard to actually find pictures. Like, you have to search for pictures of this thing before it collapsed, because mostly you just get pictures of, like... The destruction. The destruction. Yes. Um, the, the Kansas City Star ends up getting a Pulitzer Prize for this, which is 
uh, journalism award and I was gonna make a comment about how that's why it's funny that Springtime for Hitler got a Pulitzer but they took that song out of the movie yeah <laughs> so you guys never heard that song um, but yeah in, in the musical version that was on Broadway there's a line that Springtime for Hitler is up for a Pulitzer Prize now mm-hmm. yeah um, the, so yes weird aside I, I got like called out by a coworker the other day for saying Pulitzer. Yeah. He was like, I've only ever heard pe- people say it Pulitzer. It's a Pulitzer. And I was like, I've never heard anybody say Pulitzer. And he, w- he was like, no, that's all I've ever heard. It's, I just found that really weird that there's apparently a whole another sphere of human beings that pronounce it Pulitzer. It's like pugilist. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Star gets their Pulitzer. Um, and then the American Society of Civil Engineers changes their rules to just say the obvious, which is structural engineers are responsible for their fucking designs. Right. They need to be Good. the ones to check this shit. And if you put your stamp on it, you put your name on it, you damn sure better make sure it's safe and that people aren't going to get crushed to death by your shitty designs. Yeah. Uh, victims and their families do end up getting $140 million in damages from the uh, owners, the Crown Center Development Corp, who is apparently owned by Hallmark. And it was their project that led to this hotel being built. I didn't see that they got any money from Hyatt. Um, in 2009, which is you know 30-ish, almost 30 years after, the disaster, the Crown Center Hallmark donated $25,000 to a memorial fund. Hyatt decided, we don't own that hotel anymore, so we don't need to donate any money. But Sheraton, who now owns the hotel, was like, wow, that's shitty. And they donated $5,000. And then six years later, because it took six years, the Skywalk Memorial got dedicated on November 12th of 2015. Wow. And that is the Kansas City Kansas shitty Skywalk. What a what a terrible terrible legacy. Yeah. So obviously Hyatt's shitty. Yeah. yeah. Um Gillum was a fucking idiot. Yep. Lishka yeah. got to live out my dreams as a spy. Yep. <laughs> and duck hunting saved a man's life. Duck hunting. Fueled my my lust for duck murder. Duck is really tasty though, but I, <sighs> I haven't had duck in a long time. I don't think I've ever had duck. Ooh, we should get you some duck. We'll sure. do a we'll do a Jewish Christmas. It's weirdly expensive to like get duck at a restaurant, considering duck was supposed to be a cheap food. Yeah, and they're just That's why people outside. ate duck. Yeah, but now it's fancy. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pay extra for it. But that, that is shitty engineering. Buildings are unsafe. Yep. I did all my research for this on the 21st floor of a building that is notoriously shitty. Yep. That sways that in the sways wind. That sways in the wind. Uh, windy <laughs> fucking city. You can't, yeah, you can't blame, it, like, the structures of Amarillo for it being windy here. So, you see, the problem there is, is somebody should have gone, hmm, maybe we shouldn't build this tall here. 
Oh yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> if you're gonna build that tall, please God, build wider. Build wider. It's it's not nearly wide enough. It's uh, got some weird engineering choices, but I don't we like... also live in a place where the Earth is literally trying to shake us off of it. <sighs> yeah. And we're just like, well, this is where we want to live now. Yeah. And we would like to build tall concrete buildings. And egg is eating something that I can't see because it's behind the computer. It's paper. Oh, cool. No big deal. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a tornado. There was one last year in March. I I mean, like, I've, I've never, whenever there has been such weather, like, even realized it was happening. That's how tornadoes work. They're not super common here. I guess. I've seen quite a few in my lifetime. I, I feel like for all the wind, we should have more tornadoes. We don't really well, have Well, tornadoes the, like, aren't about wind. It's like yeah, cold they're... air hitting hot air, which we should have more because I... one day it'll be like fucking freezing and the next day it's like 100 degrees. Yeah, and I mean like, I'm aware that that isn't <laughs> how tornadoes work. It's, we do have land hurricanes though. I still feel like yeah. there should be more. Please Wait, don't bring what's a land hurricane? Remember last March when it was like 90 mile an hour sustained winds for a whole fucking day? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, a and land we, hurricane. Yeah, we get like mini dust bowls once a year, basically. Yeah, and they're doing a whole bunch of construction, so you just look outside and the sky will be brown. Yeah. Mmm, yeah. brown sky. <laughs> I actually like it, Marillo. The sunsets are really nice. The sunsets are really nice. It looks like the whole world's on fire. No, I want to go somewhere else, please. <laughs> Yep, we're going to Colorado eventually. We're taking this show on tour permanently somewhere else. <laughs> we have to finish this house and then sell it first. Yes. yes. And then save up money to actually live somewhere. Yeah. I believe in us. Uh, we need to make sure that none of the buildings in Amarillo are built by uh, Gillum. Yep. Because I feel like this is the sort of place he would have gone since his whole yeah. project was urbanizing... Oh god. I feel like it was the district court's building. The spirit of, of Gillum lives on in Amarillo and is which which building are we gonna watch fucking collapse? Is Not it, my lovely Santa Fe is, because it's older than that. Oh the yeah. The court's building is gonna collapse. The court's building? That's because they're gonna put a bomb under it and take it down and put a parking garage. Uh, another? That's actually what they're doing. They took out the fucking parking lot for the district court's building, so now we have to pay to park to go to court when there actually is court, because they're putting a new courthouse there, because the one they built in, like, the 70s or 80s or whatever it was is fucking dog shit, and so they have to build a new one already. Oh, good. Yeah. Can they build a new library while they're at it? No. Like... That's useless. I want courts house. That city. Hey, hey, no, hold on. Don't tell me that's useless. We're a homeless shelter. Do you want all those homeless walking the streets downtown? They do. There's that lady that takes her pants off and pisses on everything. Yeah, but we make sure she's away from the rest of society. No, she's not though, because she hangs out in front of my office and pisses on everything. So your argument's. We keep yeah. some of them away for a few hours. I mean, you don't need a nice new building then? Does the Amarillo Public Library keep blueprints? Because I want a day where we just go there's, there's and look no at blueprints. in there. It's so Your, depressing. That library is so dark and depressing. Yeah. 
It's not a good library. That's why it took me six months to return that one book. And I mean, like, the, the sure one is. I'm at now has beautiful lighting. Aren't you on, like, the college campus? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. There, there is like a, a small, a very small section of the building that is the AC library yeah. as well, but it's like behind some doors and shit. Additional note, for those who are curious, AC is actually an amazing college. Yeah, it's come. It's the best nursing program in the whole country. Yeah, please, please come to the Amarillo College. It's cheap and it is a great college and I'm willing to, to rep it because I went there. I will die on this hill. West Texas is also a really good college. Uh, yeah. We have super great colleges out here, and then all the people that get educated from them and go yeah. far and elsewhere. Yeah. Did you just get nut checked? I did. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, Egg. Hey, buddy. I, I wasn't going to use those tonight anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, come to AC, do two years at AC, and then finish at WT. Yeah. And I like that we're just like, sponsor us. Sponsor us, AC. <laughs> and WT. And WT. I would I would wear a Buffs shirt. They got a cute little logo. We are in audio format. I know. <laughs> Honestly, though, I'll, get, I'll make us an Instagram. Then wear a Buffs. Shirt. <laughs> I do just like. Can I want, we just? Well, you all to know, listeners. Get sponsored <laughs> for classes. Good. I would take. That. I would take that. I need to get my PhD. I, I do love the idea of hey, just bud. like, listeners, I want you to visualize with your mind's eye. I'm wearing a shirt. It has a buffalo on it's it and maroon. it says, Go Buffs. It I, is maroon. I think it's, it's, are they crimson or are they maroon? It's maroon. Uh, yeah, I guess it's maroon. I'm going to leave this part in. Really upset because last week we did Guadalajara. Uh huh. And that is the first disaster that I thought of when I was like, I want to do this podcast. And now it's never going to be an episode. You audio. can do it as an episode in like a year or two when we forget yeah, about it. Audio. So thank you for listening. <laughs> There's a whole chunk that you probably didn't hear that I figured out how to edit out. Maybe. Audio magic. Audio magic. Ooh. But if I manage to get it out, ACWT, please sponsor us. We'll have bloopers. <laughs> Good. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.